morning and welcome. I'm Frederick County Executive Jan Gardner. I want to thank you all for joining us for today's public information briefing. I'm joined today by several key community partners, including Sheriff Chuck Jenkins, our Frederick County um, Health Officer, Dr. Barbara Brookmeyer, and Scott Rose of Shepherd Pratt. We're here today to share some good news about Frederick County's ability to support individuals in crisis and to share results of our 24-7 mobile crisis unit. Now, a fundamental responsibility of local government is to ensure the health, safety, and welfare of our residents, including during times when people are facing crisis in their lives, and maybe especially during those times. Our EMS system responds when someone's involved in a car accident or has a heart attack or another type of medical emergency. If there's a fire or someone is trapped and needs to be rescued, we send firefighters. And of course, when a crime occurs, law enforcement responds. In fact, law enforcement probably responds to all of these things. And when a person is in distress because of a behavioral health crisis or substance misuse, the people around them may feel hopeless. They may not know who best to call for help. So when the situation reaches a breaking point or a crisis point, friends or family will often call 911 and law enforcement officers are dispatched. Now, law enforcement uh, by itself does not always have all the resources that may be needed to best serve the people in these uh, kinds of situations. Evidence shows us that a better, more effective response in these kinds of circumstances is to use an integrated approach. The person in crisis may need a social worker, behavioral health staff, or another specialist on the scene to prevent the situation from escalating and to bring appropriate resources and support to help the individuals involved. The idea is to bring the right services to people where they are when they need them during a time of crisis to ensure that we get the best outcomes for them. These professionals can help our law enforcement to de-escalate a situation as it is happening. They can provide immediate assistance and then follow up with information referrals for individuals and families because we know many of these stressful crisis situations require a long-term and ongoing plan of action to, again, achieve those best outcomes. And this approach can also help people um, to prevent people from falling through the cracks and give people the resources and the connection to services so they do can achieve that long-term solution. Now, in 2020, following the death of George Floyd, there was a call for change, and some of that change was, um, well, there was lots of calls for change. And it really, there was a, a request uh, to redefine how we respond to certain crisis situations and how we could achieve those better response. So what we heard out of that and what followed for us was a conversation that included first responders from both law enforcement and fire and rescue, as well as behavioral health staff from the Frederick County Health Department. It's important to know that public safety and public health are partners. Out of those conversations came the expansion of the Frederick County Mobile Crisis Response Team to 24-7. And today, I want to share the positive results. You know, often we share that we're initiating a program. We tell people uh, what the program will do. And today, we really want to share the outcome of that. So from the beginning, our shared goal was to provide services to people in crisis, adults and children, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Services could be accessed in one of several ways certainly by calling 911, calling the 211 hotline that the Mental Health Association operates, or to call the new 988 number, which also takes you to the same place, or law enforcement can call and request the crisis response unit. 
Our response team is staffed by Shepard Pratt and managed by the Frederick County Health Department. With the appropriate resources and support, we're better able to address underlying issues and achieve best outcomes. We know that lives have been saved because of the mobile crisis response team. For instance, law enforcement has been dispatched for a person struggling with suicidal thoughts. The crisis response team is also dispatched to the scene and in collaboration with law enforcement can help to manage the situation. When appropriate, the person is connected to additional care and resources to address their crisis. Last year, Mobile Crisis Services Team provided more than 400 assessments or interventions. They work with law enforcement 365 times. That's the equivalent of once a day. In fact, law enforcement was the most frequent source of referrals, with our 211 crisis hotline being the next highest. More than 1,000 individuals were assisted by the team last year some as clients, others as concerned friends and family. Clients were of all ages. There include dozens uh, were younger than 10, as well as seniors and people of all ages in between. The team responded in cases of reported psychosis, as well as suicidal thoughts, dementia, and anxiety. Hundreds of situations were resolved at the scene. Hundreds more involved referrals for more care, case management, or new outpatient treatment. Until now, the single crisis response team has worked and responded most of the time in and around the city of Frederick and in the nearby areas of the county. With only one team covering the largest county geographically, it has been difficult to effectively reach into our more rural communities. So knowing that mobile crisis was, in fact, making a big difference to people, I did include in fiscal year 2023 budget, which started on July 1st, an additional $756,000 so we could expand the mobile crisis response program. So today I'm pleased to announce that we're launching a second team of crisis response specialists to increase services in areas farther from the county. This team will also have space at the Frederick County Sheriff's Office. They'll participate in roll calls with our deputies. They'll ride along in patrol cars, and that will further strengthen that important partnership. So I'm going to invite three people, three people who are here with us today to say a few words, and I'm going to start with Dr. Brookmeyer to talk about the importance of mobile crisis as an element of our continuum of care. Thank you, County Executive Gardner. So the Frederick County Health Department serves as the chief behavioral health strategist for the county through the local behavioral health authority. We work to ensure an accessible, responsive, and culturally sensitive 24-7 system of behavioral health care in Frederick County. This requires a mix of traditional and alternative services to meet the demand. The traditional system care includes prevention, early intervention, hospitalization, treatment, and recovery. The majority of the programs operate during traditional business hours, though. However, we know crises can occur at any time. The value of crisis services is predicated on accessibility. Timely access to crisis services can reduce the intensity and the duration of the issue and also can reduce the anxiety and potential trauma that a person may experience. A comprehensive and fully functional crisis system 
is comprised of traditional and alternative services. Mobile crisis services are an integral part of that continuum. The staff are able to provide services in a location and at a time that meets the public's needs. We are grateful for our partners at the Mental Health Association, Shepherd Pratt, and the Frederick County Sheriff's Office in working together to meet these ambitious goals. Frederick County is truly unique in its ability to coordinate services across law enforcement and the behavioral health service providers. If you or someone you know is struggling or is in crisis, please call 988 or chat 988lifeline.org. Thank you. All right, thank you, Barbara. We appreciate all the work of your team, and I really want to give a shout-out to Andrea Walker, who is here today and is really our in-house expert on addressing behavioral health issues. Uh, next, we'll hear from Scott Rose, the Chief of Rehabilitation Recovery Services with Shepherd Pratt. Scott will share about the program's success and how the additional team will help our community. Thank you. Well, we're really excited about this expansion. Just to talk a little bit about where we've been, um, research studies have indicated and demonstrated that mobile crisis saves money. It reduces medical costs and reduces intervention and costs by law enforcement, and we have definitely found that with this initial uh, rollout. Um, in terms of reducing medical costs and avoiding uh, hospitalization when not necessary, a wonderful outcome we have in conjunction and teamwork with law enforcement is that we have diverted 75% of our calls are diverted from emergency room. Only 25% of the time does someone end up needing to go into emergency room. That's a huge savings of uh, medical resources. And when emergency department or emergency room uh, evaluation is necessary, uh, mobile crisis is able to call ahead, notify the, the ED staff of the person who's coming, and give them the benefit of the clinical assessment done by mobile crisis. So that's another huge savings. We had an example um, in Frederick County with an individual, uh, the sheriff's office and uh, Shepard Pratt worked uh, very skillfully together to de-escalate the crisis. Unfortunately, the individual still needed to go to the emergency department, but the mobile crisis staff had formed very quickly such a good relationship and had such a calming influence that that counselor chose to go ahead and ride in the ambulance uh, and then stayed with the individual for an hour in the ED until the ED staff were able to do triage. Great example of the teamwork and the effectiveness of mobile crisis and law enforcement working together. Uh, we find, of course, we've found that, and I'm sure the sheriff will uh, talk about this as well, but it saves law enforcement resources uh, so that they can be doing and attending to the issues that they really need to attend to. Um, Sometimes mobile crisis responds without law enforcement, and so that's a savings of resources. But when law enforcement does accompany, if we're avoiding ED transport 75% of the time, that's a great outcome because then uh, the sheriff's office can be uh, using their resources on situations where their resources are necessary. When law enforcement does accompany, um, you know, 
after de-escalation happens, often law enforcement is then uh, able to move on, and that's, a, that's helpful. And also, this team together is reducing 911 calls. Uh, we had an example of working together with an individual that uh, there were a lot of calls, uh, 911 calls, by the individual, by the individual's family, and by concerned neighbors. Um, and uh, the sheriff's office and Shepard Pratt did a lot of brainstorming and a lot of work together, managed to do um, uh, what seemed impossible at the time, and that was to help this person get on a medication that worked and link them to on ongoing treatment, and indeed, the 911 calls were reduced drastically. It's also a great example of the partnership. At all levels of both agencies, we were working together. The sheriff and I were actually involved in this situation, uh, talking about ways that we can creatively bring the resources of both agencies together to help this family in need. So the benefits of the expansion, as the county executive said, we're going to have one team solely devoted to Frederick County residents outside the city limits. Uh, and this is going to further deepen an already strong partnership between Shepard Pratt and the sheriff's office. It's going to allow us to do more prevention. You know, there's a lot of folks that there are warning signs of a crisis that may be coming but the family doesn't feel or the individual doesn't feel like it's a crisis enough to call for help. Well, with this team, we're going to be able to respond to those situations and prevent them from escalating to a crisis. And then after we respond, if there is a crisis, we're going to be able to do a lot more follow-up because that's what you need to do to, to prevent the crisis from happening again. So it's, a, it's often going back to the residents. It's encouraging them to get linked with ongoing treatment, and sometimes it's an accompanying to that, them to that treatment. For children, we're expecting we may be do, doing follow-up for up to eight weeks. So having a team solely devoted, that's going to help us to do that. And then it's going to help the integration of law enforcement and mental health to great disciplines, uh, as the county executive said, with our staff going to the spending time at the sheriff's office, um, participating in roll calls, uh, doing ride-alongs. We're going to have and build an even stronger teamwork, and uh, we're going to be able to um, have even more cross-training. You know, our mobile crisis folks learn from the sheriff's office about safety assessment and then they're going to know better when to call for law enforcement accompaniment. And we'd like to think that uh, our uh, continued teamwork is helping the sheriff's office uh, hone uh, the skills they already have for de-escalation. So at times that we're not accompanying, they're going to be uh, using those skills. So it's a win-win. It's a win-win-win, actually, uh, when you consider that ultimately it's the citizens of Frederick that benefit. We're very grateful to the leadership of the county executive and the uh, Frederick County Health Department in bringing these uh, needed resources to Frederick County. Thank you very much. And our last and final speaker, last but not least, is Sheriff Jenkins. He has been a strong advocate for bringing mobile crisis response to Frederick County, and he'll provide us with the law enforcement perspective. So good morning. Uh, thank you for uh, making the sheriff's office a part of this. So uh, 
The Frederick County Sheriff's Office has been involved with mobile crisis for a number of years, specifically when dealing with incidents that involve persons who might be in emotional crisis or have mental health issues. And we know, we know there's a greater need than ever for this resource in Frederick County. I have been a longtime supporter of mobile crisis and see this expansion as a really effective opportunity and resource to serve the residents outside the city of Frederick. Uh, when discussions uh, came about a couple years ago about the expansion uh, for fiscal year 2021, I was able to carve out just about $130,000 from our Correctional uh, Bureau budget to help with the expansion. I think it's paid dividends. Uh, right now, we're looking at two counselors or staff members of Mobile Crisis to be embedded with the Sheriff's Office to respond to any crisis when necessary. This really builds, again, like uh, Scott said, a closer working relationship between deputies and mobile crisis and their staff and allows us to be even more effective. So they will be working out of the Frederick County Law Enforcement Center. But uh, let, let, me, let me be clear on this. They will not be using the same crisis car approach as Frederick Police Department. It just is impractical given the size and, and uh, uh, size of the county and the way we respond to calls. Uh, so we will be looking at the greatest demand for calls for service, types of incidents, days of weeks, and times of day for scheduling coverage. This really doesn't get us to 24-7, but it really gets us close to where we need to be with it. Uh, I have closely monitored the effective, effectiveness of mobile crisis through my patrol commanders who've told me without a doubt repeatedly how well this program works over the past couple years and how the responses have been with our personnel. Uh, we've seen firsthand how this interaction between mobile crisis and, and the people who are at risk, uh, it saved lives. Uh, they become involved in suicide threats, barricade situations, and like Scott said, ongoing situations where law enforcement has had to deal with situations that simply uh, we shouldn't have to deal with alone. Um, I've been directly involved in two incidents where I have responded to people who have called me directly people in crisis who have asked me, Sheriff, I'm, I wanna, I'm thinking about killing myself, committing suicide. I get, I've gotten directly involved. I've gone to scenes. I have called mobile crisis. They have responded immediately, appropriately. They've dealt with the problem. They've calmed it down, and they follow up, which is really important. And I know that because I've followed up with the people myself, so I know that mobile crisis does follow up, and they do the right thing. So finally, like Scott said, just as importantly, he and I have a great working relationship. We talk pretty routinely when necessary, when appropriate. And I really expect that relationship to grow as, as the uh, program moves forward. And I think it's going to be a great success. So thank you for making us a part of it. Thank you, Sheriff. Um, I know that the crisis response program would not be as successful without the support of our law enforcement partners. And I'm really pleased to see how well it has worked for everybody involved. Um, without a doubt, it's been successful and delivered positive outcomes for people in our community. Um, so before I close today, I'm going to shift gears and make another unrelated announcement. About a year ago, uh, Frederick County purchased a property on Himes Avenue, which we've been calling Himes Avenue, which was the former home of United Healthcare and before that State Farm. It's a large 200,000 square foot building that you can see from US 15 uh, when you travel through the city of Frederick. The county first had our high-volume vaccination clinics in that building, and we referred to it as Himes Avenue. Before selecting a name for the building, we did some research on the property and the history of the surrounding area. 
Um, land in the area had been bought, sold, and subdivided many times over the past 200 years. At one point, the land was part of a farm on a 475-acre property known as Prospect Hill. Prospect Hall, the beautiful building and, that you see uh, up near uh, the Prospect Hall Apartments, which was the former site of St. John's School, was the main residence on that property. Several prominent citizens owned the land over the years. They include Henry Culler, Colonel Lewis Kemp, David Stauffer, and Joseph and Eileen Himes. Rather than highlight any one of these individuals, we've chosen a name that instead reflects on the geographic area. Uh, this week, a sign is being posted that identifies the site as Frederick County Government's Prospect Center. So we're going to start calling it Prospect Center. A portion of the building at Prospect Center is already home to our DPW maintenance team and some of our warehouse operation. Renovations are continuing on the property. We're going to replace the roof and we're going to We've done a space utilization plan, and some other agencies are going to move in there over time. And it's really going to save us money because uh, it avoids expansions that we had in the CIP already. So you're going to hear us referring to the property as the Prospect Center. And so I've already started, I've done that in a couple of press briefings already, and I want the name to take hold because uh, it's better than just using a street name. After all, we call this property, the building we're in, Winchester Hall. We don't call it church, that, that site on Church Street. So um, with that, I will adjourn today, and I do want to thank everybody that's been involved in making Mobile Crisis a success over the past uh, year, and I really look forward to future success as we look to expand this and things morph and change. And I will say that mental health issues that are out there are – uh, much more significant, I think, following the pandemic and um, our, our challenge for us as a community to address. And this is one way we've stepped up together to do that. So with that, we're adjourned. Thank you for joining us. Oh,